What is going on you guys and welcome back to another video. Today we're going to be talking about which accounts are the best accounts to hold your dividend stocks in and the various dividend stocks. This is kind of a follow-up to uh, last week's video where we talked about account prioritization. I thought that was actually a really fascinating topic if you missed it. Basically talking about with the new FHSA, does it make sense to prioritize that over the TFSA? These are two completely different separate topics, but if you missed that video, you can go check it out on the channel. But actually what spurred the idea for this video was a couple comments I got on my you know, Instagram last week. One of the comments said, you're suggesting a US stock. The stock was Pfizer, it was two stocks I'm liking for my you know, TFSA. You're suggesting Pfizer in your TFSA, question mark. Another one, this one was, I thought funny too. What needs to be clear here, is holding US dividend paying stocks may lead to withholding taxes and or other fees, unlike Canadian stocks. And you see this all the time. We've talked about this on the channel before, but I do think it's actually somewhat dangerous when this information gets regurgitated around because people in the comment section may read this. If I'm a beginner reading this, I think, well, I should not be holding US stocks in my TFSA, dividend stocks that is. And I just don't think that could be farther from the truth because you're absolutely correct, the people that have this mentality, all else being equal, in a glass bubble, yes, US dividend stocks are more favorable in the RRSP. The RRSP is considered a retirement account in the eyes of the tax man. So there's a treaty that we've talked about on the channel. I can link it down below if you'd like to go dig through it. But essentially the IRS deems this a retirement account. Therefore, the 15% withholding tax on your US dividends, those are exempt. Now in the TFSA and actually FHSA too, um, with this new FHSA, this is not considered a retirement account. Uh, it's for your first home. That exemption does not apply. And if you held a US stock such as Pfizer or McDonald's or Walmart, yes, there would be a dividend. Um, there would be 15% of that dividend withheld. So there is a tax. Now, where I think this is wrong, it's not wrong. Again, factually, it's right. But where investors are missing the mark is that they are so worried and cognizant about this 15% withholding tax that they may forego some great investment opportunities. And there's a saying that we've said before, if you've been around long enough, let me know down in the comment section below. It's like a favorite saying on the channel, but it's don't let the tax tail wag the dog, right? And what does that mean? It's you know almost exactly what I'm explaining. As an investor, priority number one should not be tax optimization and tax minimization. That is a huge priority. But the primary objective, objective number one, is what is the best investment that's gonna give me the best total return? Secondarily, absolutely, we wanna consider taxes and we wanna consider how we can minimize and optimize there. But when you flip that around, you're letting the tax tail wag the dog. And for a very basic example to hopefully punch this home for you guys, if you just look at the average return of the S&P 500, and I think I saw a stat somewhere we've, it's pretty clearly accepted that the S&P has ranged in that 10% range going back as far as we go. I always like to say on the channel like seven to 8%, but that's because I typically factor in uh, the 2% inflation rate, average inflation rate that we've seen. Let's just call it 10%. The TSX, which is the Canadian market, uh, the Toronto Stock Exchange composite, that has averaged, I believe it was 7.94%. Okay, so two percentage points lower going back you know, 30 years or 50 years, whatever it is. If you are someone like who's leaving these comments saying TFSA dividend stocks do not belong in there, to me that's actually illogical 
because what you're doing is you're settling for an essentially inferior market. And I know that sounds weird when you say that, like, oh, Canada's inferior. It's not meant to be in a bad way, but that's just how it is. Like the data is the data. Canada is 10 times smaller than the US. The scope of opportunities and stocks and investments, at least looking back, I mean, forward, going forward, things could be different, but it has provi prov provided a worse return than the US market. So if you are essentially barring out all US dividend stocks in your TFSA because of a slight withholding tax, to me, that doesn't actually make a lot of sense. As an investor, we want to prioritize which investment is going to give me the best return. And that if that happens to be a US stock, a US stock, excuse me. So in my case, I was thinking Pfizer. If this stock, and I could be wrong there, right? Do your own research. But if this stock is going to provide a far superior return than any other Canadian stock could offer, logically, that is still the right move, right? Don't let the tax tail wag the dog. I actually just read through over the weekend a really fascinating study by Credit Suisse, or not a study, excuse me, but uh, essentially a report, which I can link down below, just talking about the global markets. And essentially just to hit this point home, I think the US market was actually not the top performing market. I think it was the third highest performing market. I think Australia being number one, but Canada came in deeper in that list around seven or nine. Again, I linked that one down below for you guys as I did think it was actually a really fascinating read. But the moral of the story here is while we do need to be aware and cognizant of the withholding tax, I don't think that should be the determining factor on what we prioritize in our different accounts, right? In fact, to switch this conversation over to more or less a portfolio management discussion and what I've seen over the years from working at my dad's firm and seeing him manage, you know, all levels of accounts from like smaller fish to multi-million dollar accounts, I think you can be very successful as an investor by honestly building the same portfolio across, you know, let's say your three different accounts. Let's say you have TFSA, RSP, and then uh, non-registered or even the FHSA. I think investors get too nitpicky about saying, I'm only gonna buy Canadian stocks in my TFSA, only buy US stocks in my RSP, and then non-registered, you could make the argument for Canadian stocks because of the dividend tax credit, um, as well as maybe your speculative stocks for uh, tax loss harvesting reasons. I do agree with that. but. What I'm trying to get at is that if you have a well-diversified portfolio and you have a good allocation, and maybe this is done through an ETF, like for example, an all-in-one ETF that you buy across all three accounts, or even if it's individual stocks, it's very natural to have a mix of both US and Canadian and bonds, for example, in all three accounts. One thing to consider too is that sometimes it just comes down to where your cash is. And if you're a new investor, maybe this isn't as big of a, a worry, but Let's take the scenario where you just made your RSP contribution, for example, or you just put money into your TFSA or vice versa, it doesn't matter. But that's where the cash in your portfolio is. And then an opportunity comes your way, like a stock that you've been monitoring just has a big sell-off or something happens and you feel this is a great opportunity. Well, oh, I can't buy you know this US stock in my TFSA because there's a withholding tax or vice versa. I can't buy Canadian stocks in my RSP. That's just the wrong mentality. The moral of the story today, the message that I hope to kind of portray in this video is that if you see a good investment, it can be suitable in all three accounts. And from what I've seen building portfolios and at least my approach on how to invest, if you have a good diversified portfolio with the right allocations, you could build that in all three portfolios and be just fine. I mean, maybe if it gets to the point, like if for example, here's a good point. If you are watching this video and you're in the really high bracket, right? Like maybe your portfolio is a $2 million plus portfolio and you have a ton of money and these optimizations then are actually needle movers. Like for example, 
um, you know, saving 15% here, this, that actually moves the needle. I think at that point it would actually be valuable, you know, if you have a $2 million portfolio to be working with a tax specialist or to be working with a wealth manager, for example, you can still do DIY, but maybe a bit of both. But if you're like investing and you only have like 10K, I say only 10K, 10K is still amazing. But if you have a portfolio of that size, is it really moving the needle um, at the end of the day? Maybe some people would argue yes, but my approach on that is that you're worrying about the wrong things at the end of the day. Um, that's more or less the takeaway. So hey, I thought I'd post this video and just share um, my thoughts on this for anybody that is in the dividend investing realm. I'm open to hearing your opinions uh, and you know opening the comment section for discussions because I do understand that this may be a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it may be a contrarian take, maybe. This is just what I like to do and this is you know what I can share with you guys. Do your own research, make your own decisions, but hopefully that was able to provide a little bit of insight. If you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe, drop a thumbs up if you'd like, follow me over on Blossom, go to the App Store and download for completely free. Investing Academy is also down below. But as always, I thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.